Hello everybody and welcome back to TBO. If you haven't watched last week's episode of Suicide Squad, watch this episode of Suicide Squad. Yeah. Because we're doing Suicide Squad. We're but doing the same film, aren't we? No, we're doing THE Suicide Squad. Oh, damn it, watched the wrong one. So, this is a full spoiler review um, of a movie that Dan was looking forward to. I was cautiously optimistic. Uh, and shall we find out? What were our thoughts, feelings, and emotions on Yes, that? well, the movie lived up to my expectations. The movie also lived up to mine. Cautiously optimistic. Yes. So you found the movie to be cautiously optimistic. Yes. I found this movie to be enjoyable, but overly hyped. See, I didn't uh, find that. Mind you, my hype was all caused by myself, not by, not by other people. See, mine wasn't even caused by myself. It was just, you know... You saw the people like hi- rating it highly, and then you thought, "Oh, maybe it should be good." No, not even then, because I, I always know people have different opinions to me, regardless. So I don't care about reviews at all. I just find it funny when people take them so seriously. Yeah, like a little Batman, for example, the movie yeah, you absolutely hate, but some people opinion. absolutely love. No, they're mixed. They're, it's really. I mixed. guarantee there's one person that absolutely loves that film. I'm sure they do, and I have no problem with that. I just don't like it. <laughs> My problem is never at all if someone likes it or if someone doesn't like it. I never give a shit. It's I can just have my own opinion. I don't need to have everyone bombard me with how much they hate it. All right, let's get in. So we've got our general emotions. Let's get go in with the good, the bad, and the downright awful. The suicidal worthy. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> I think it's a bit deep. Yeah, well, I don't think there is anything of that sort in this film. No, I, I, I don't think there's anything awful in this film. Yeah. I think See, that there's the only thing. Go on. No, okay. I was just gonna say, the one thing that I had worried about going into this is the music. Yeah. And I cannot tell you a single bit of music that happens in this film, and that is very strange for me because James Gunn is known for his music tastes and his choices of Guardians and everything like that. So is that a good or bad thing? It's a. It's an interesting thing because I don't think it hinders the movie without the music, but I was kind of expecting the music, and so I feel like it's missing something, but then again, it was it music doesn't there, but it was a lot more subtle. Yeah. It wasn't so much out there. Yeah, but it's not. It's like background radio music. It's not flaring up in the visual, like as Suicide Squad, the original one. Yeah, apart from the couple of fight just scenes. For no... Yeah. Which I think is acceptable. You know, it's good to have music with fight scenes. Yeah, but I could not tell you a single song that plays in this movie, whereas I could tell you Eminem plays in that. Uh, the Sympathy for the Devil plays in the first one. The only one uh, I could tell you is uh, Rain by Grandson, because I love that song. I loved it in the trailer, and I still like it now. I didn't watch that trailer, so I don't know what that song is. It's the scene where it's like is the, the radio, one where they play the, the truck. Yeah, I, I could not tell you what it is, because I don't remember the music. Um, but yeah, that, that's the one thing that stood out to me like straight away, is I didn't notice the music as hard as I thought I would. What did you and make of the blood and gore? It was pretty much average. Because I seen a lot of people complaining in England, complaining it's not an eighteen for the amount of blood and gore. It's fifteen. Yeah, but the people complaining it's not an eighteen because people think yeah. fifteen year olds can't handle that much gore. No, you can't. You go six. Eighteen is for sex, Dan. That's yeah. <laughs> what it's always been. You can have as much violence as you like, but sex is bad, and you shouldn't watch it until you're eighteen. That's the way everyone goes. Yeah. And there's a sex scene in this. Which what did you think of that? Because it's weird as fuck, but I also found it. I found it all right. It was funny. I was kind of surprised. It kind of did shock me when she killed him. I was kind of half no, expecting I, it, I but knew half that, not I expecting knew what, it. I, was, I knew that was going to come as soon as I was like, because this is the problem. The trailers ruin this movie because they show you every single thing that is interesting in this movie. I always show you everything is interesting in the movie, but they do kind of spoil the plot to an extent. No, because they ruin that everyone dies. Like all the non-essential characters. Are basically I mean, it's always going to happen. Yeah. 
But I didn't think they died that early on. I thought they'd at least do it throughout the film. I didn't think they'd just do the same thing as the first one where it's just, oh, we've got a squad. The only difference is they did do a bit more introduction to all of them rather than just Slipknot, which is just punch a guy and die. They actually gave a bit yeah. more introduction to all of them and fleshed them out a bit more. Yeah, And, and I, then Javelin I kind of played a big role throughout the whole film. Yes. I don't know. I think that guy's a YouTuber. I don't know. But I, that's all I think I've seen. Actually, one thing that really annoyed me in this film is that Boomerang didn't come back to life at the end. I really thought they were just going to randomly bring him back because that's the thing in comics. He keeps just randomly dying but keeps coming back to oh, life. Oh, no, I, I knew the fucking weasel was going to come back to life. Oh, I thought that was happened straight away. I was like, Because oh. I was like, okay, so basically it sets us up with uh, Michael Rooker, uh, Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy, but this time bad guy in Suicide Squad. Guy who I don't know but has a ball and hits a bird with it. Savant. That's the one. And he's sent out with a Suicide Squad of misfit people with Harley Quinn and Rick Flag, which again, I don't understand why Rick Flag is on that mission. Yeah, it doesn't seem and quite not right, does it? When she's basically sending them in to die. Well, no, no, so that, sh- that, that, so B team was a backup team. No, I still feel like she said No, Blackguard. Blackguard's a Yeah, I know, I know, I know he said, he, he's, I still think she did it though. I think she was still that, she's, I think in the back of my mind, Amanda Wallace still did that, at least to at least appear like it was so that all of the military would go over there, but I feel like she was probably going to try and off a lot of people. Yeah, I do wish kind of more characters died throughout. Mind you, a lot of the main cast did actually die throughout towards the end. Yes. Which I, I... think is an improvement over the last one, where they just only Diablo died. True. <laughs> Although I did see every death coming pretty early on from the beginning, because one, they were never going to kill Idris Elba. No, I never thought. And I, I never thought they'd kill Harley Quinn either. I was like, "There's no way they're going to kill Harley no, Quinn." No, they're never going to. I would have been surprised. And actually, mind you, they don't have them. any contracts. None of them do have remaining contracts left. And oh, they, no. they, they did tell but James Gunn, "You can kill, kill who you want." But I imagine yeah. James Gunn wants to do another property of Harley Quinn. Yeah, um, I knew Ratcatcher was going to live because I always imagined she was going to be how the big starfish Starro dies because I was like, either she's going to have her rats eat the starfish's faces like those little things that stick to the people's faces and free everyone or it's just going to be a huge swarm of rats that just attack it because none of them are super powered enough to take it on. I suppose what so made I me was... think, maybe enjoy the movie more than you, I try not to think about this film at all. I When I went into I did. this, I tried to that's, just ignore that's, everything. That's I... what I do normally. But this movie, for some odd reason, ticked me in the wrong way and made me go, I know you're going to die. I know you're not going to die. I know this point of the movie is going to happen. And I don't know what it is about this movie, but for some odd reason, it's so predictable to me. And I don't know what it is, because normally I can just sit in a movie theater and just drop my mind and just sit back, relax. Maybe it's a it DC film. One. Maybe part of no, you just didn't I do want to enjoy D- it. No, I do it with DC films. I do it all the time with DC films. I can sit back and not... Like, I did it with Zack Snyder. I did it with um, Justice League. I was like, I sat back, I went, okay, I'm just going to watch this film. But this one, you just couldn't. I, I don't know what it is. It's not a bad thing, though. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I could. I could just pick all the... Maybe Mind you, I found the same thing with Endgame. In Endgame, I could predict every single thing that was about to happen. Yeah, but I, I didn't. I can do that. I could do that in Endgame, but I didn't. Because I wanted to just sit back. Just but I didn't want to do it in Endgame, but I could. It's the same reason. that You, you just happened to do it yeah. in this film, and I just happened to yeah. do it in Endgame. And I do feel like it does take something away from the film to an extent. But I think it's because of the fucking trailers. Because in it my probably head, is, yeah. I was, but I don't, I, I don't have that thing with movies and trailers where I, I can always watch a movie. I like, I've watched the Venom trailer like four times since the new one came out. 
and I forget every time what yeah, happens yeah. in it. And then as soon as I go to the cinema, it it just isn't in the back of my head. And for whatever reason, this tra- the trailer that came out for this movie has done such a weird thing in the back of my head where it's gone, <laughs> you know the plot of this movie. You know what all of these pieces of the puzzle are going to do, and you can just stitch it. Because it was like when Harley Quinn was captured, I was like, well, they, they show her getting uncaptured or like trying to break out. So I was just like, well, she's going to get out somehow. How is she going to do it? She's probably going to kill people. There's a bit where she spins around in a chest. That's probably how it's going to happen. And then she's just probably going to walk out. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't know what I, it I is. Do, I did find the general plot of this film sort of was spoiled. But for me, I suppose the character... I, I actually didn't know who was going to live and die in this film. Of the main characters. I, being. I knew John Cena was going to die, but probably come back because it was either going to be a prequel or... a See, why, why did you know that? There was no, there was nothing hinting towards that. You just thought that for no reason. No, because I know there's a fucking TV show. Yeah, but how did you know he was going to die? This. Because I was going to go, because uh, it was, it's the fucking thing between the two assassins who hate each other because they're both assassins and they can do the same thing. How did you know so right from were... early on? I, I knew as soon as you pointed, I didn't, in fact, I didn't know pointed rat catcher. Because during the film, I somehow, I was so engrossed in the film, I forgot about the trailer until the scene happened. And when the scene happened, but... I was like, oh, that happened in the trailer. But before that, before... I was so engrossed in the film, I just forgot about the trailer. Yeah, but I don't know why it is in the back of my head the trailer just kept popping up because I was like, okay, so she's captured. The trailer went, oh, she's not captured. So clearly she gets out. So how does she... Then my brain goes into how does she get out and then it watches the scene and then it tries to figure it out. But I never do that in any other movie. I don't try and figure out the plot. It's just for some fucking reason my brain just went, okay, she's going to probably fuck because she's fucking this guy. So... She's clearly going to kill him because why would she? Because she's going to need to escape somehow. So she's going to have to kill someone. And I don't know what it was. But the reason why I knew John Cena was either going to die or it was going to be bloodshot because you can't have two assassins. Oh, no. Yeah. I thought, how did assassin. you know it would be John Cena going to die? I do not, do not think it could have been bloodshot. Because they're not going to kill Idris Elba. How do you know? You don't know that. <laughs> It's not, it's not contracted as soon as, the as soon as he's Because as soon as they. Because this is the thing. As soon as John Cena turns bad, I'm like, okay, they're going to make bloodshot kill him because as soon as that twist that twist quotation marks happened and it's john cena and he's peace and liberty and he's for the greater good and as soon as they bring up the hard drive and john cena starts going on about how he can't let that get out i was like right he's gonna kill for flag he's gonna die because bloodshot's gonna do some some point because the girl is watching and she fucking sees it so he's he's said he's protecting her like a daughter Mm. so as soon as he sees that i don't know how it's gonna happen but as soon as blood sport and John Cena are in the same room, and something happens, he's going to die because Bloodsport has protected this child like a daughter. And its I don't know what it is in the back of my brain that did, made me do that, but I pieced it all together before the movie could tell me. And it annoyed me. <laughs> and I don't know why that okay, How did you know Don, John Cena's going to come back to life? I knew it was a TV show, but I thought it might be a I prequel d- TV show. That's what I thought. But then I was like, what is... What what's the stupid twist that everyone sees coming? Oh, John Cena comes back to life because why would they not do that? And then I sat around for the end credits and look, boat lo and behold, he's fucking there in the end credits. <laughs> See, I didn't alive think that. I was well. just like, oh, the TV show's probably gonna be a prequel. That's what I thought as well. But then I was like, uh, well, if he's gonna die in this movie, they'll do a prequel. But what would be the stupid thing to do? Oh, bring it back. I, think I was British... actually expecting it to be um, Captain Boomerang back alive once again. I was just like. I want Boomerang to come back alive because that's a great nah, joke. There's no way they were, they were never going to bring Boomerang back. Well, no, that's, that's the joke have... in the comics. He just randomly dies and then for no reason just comes back to life because he's a Boomerang. He always comes back. True. I knew the fucking, like I think I said earlier, the I think weasel. I knew the weasel was going to come back because I was like, he drowned. So they could bring him back theoretically because people drown in movies all the time and they catch their error and come back. 
Also, he's a weasel. Did TDK die? Because when that intro sequence happened, it didn't. He wasn't well, they, dead. <laughs> in the intro, they shoot his. They shoot his arms, and then they shoot his body. I think, and then he's just bleeding out. I don't think he actually so died. He, though. They're not officially dead. It could come back on the leaderboard. I think on the like board that they have, he's not officially dead. No, so um, he might be back alive yet. I actually quite. <laughs> what'd you make of that joke? I know it's in the trailer. But I don't know if you saw it or not. What the arm? Yeah, I'm just slapping, <laughs> slapping the head. I only saw the arms come off. I never saw the trailer with the uh, arm slapping, but I knew it would be something stupid with that character. <laughs> I was like, it's not going to be something because it's like this epic music. And then I was like, right, it's going to be a stupid joke where it's probably not going to be something serious. And for what? And I knew it. And I just was like, I don't know if I know James Gunn too well. I don't know if I can predict. Maybe, James maybe Gunn. just know him so well. You're like, okay, this guy's going to do that. So many times I thought King Shark was going to be dead. They kept hinting oh, at yeah. him and he died. I, I, was I was like, like don't you not, do not kill King Shark. <laughs> don't, don't oh, yeah. kill I, I do not. I'm not saying I don't like this movie. Far from it. This movie is a hell of a lot better than the first one. It is actually very enjoyable. I just, I found it to just. It, it's just a problem that happened with you. It's not a problem with the film. Yeah, it's, it's, just... it's a problem with me. Yeah. It's not a problem with the film in general. It this just hindered your experience. Better. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. And maybe I need to just never watch a trailer again. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, I'm doing but, that with uh, Destiny 2 Witch Queen. I'm not, I refuse to watch a trailer in that expansion. Mm. But yeah, so basically, what happens is if we haven't already sp- stated the plot, uh, basically, a bunch of misfits go to a beach for because they're trying to f- track down a Project Starro. And then it's like, oh, hey, look, here, you're all on the beach. We're all going to fucking think. Then they all get shot to shit and blown up. And the army is there because one of them turns in. Or in my theory, Amanda Waller does it so that she can get all the army to come to them, and just or just has allows what's his face Bloodsport to call him, but she knows in the back of her head that's what's going to happen. Yeah, so. well, I mean, she probably expected one. Of them. I imagine what happened in her head. She sent in a team and was like, "I bet one of these guys is going to sell him out. I'm going to send a B team just in case." That's what I think she would do because that's yeah. what Amanda Waller does. She always plans up for a backup. For example, John Cena later on in the film. Yes. Um. So, what do you think of Amanda Waller in this? Because I think she's less good. I don't know why. I thought she was more good. I thought she was better in this. Film. When we're referring to good, like actually in terms of her presence, I thought she was worse in this film than she is in the. But she she's more not of a great in the side character. However, that moment when she was like, turn well, the whole premise of this film about her going to wipe the drives, I think is a much better plot, plot than, than the first one. Because the first one was one like, to... oh, go it's, defeat oh, this. Oh, come get me. No, it's not that. Oh, no, it's, it's go like, come get, get me. me and then go and fight the monster. But I won't tell yeah. you to go fight the but monster. But this one is like, no, just go to the archive, destroy the archives. Oh, big starfish to loose. No, leave it. Just come back home. And I was like, I would have re- that I would have much more like Amanda Waller. Honestly, if this movie had ended with her just blowing up everyone's head and just leaving Starro, I would have been so much happier. I don't know why. <laughs> I think that would have been a better ending. I sort of wish. I wish they kept one of the other characters alive throughout the whole film and then killed him in that moment. Mm. Because that would have the- given that moment a bit more um, zhuzh. I'd been like, the one thing that Ooh. I thought would have happened in that moment where they all start turning around and walking away is because there's a whole run running through line with this movie where the radio comms aren't working and they lose track of them. Yeah. But they, they, they know they're still alive, so if they go off mission, they can still blow them up. Now, I would have thought that at some point in that movie, when they capture the smart scientist doctor dude, that they would have a moment where they know the comms are off, they know that they're not being monitored, they would get him to defuse the bombs. And then in that moment where they turn around to be the good guys, she does hit the button, but it doesn't work. 
Because that shows how much of an evil bitch she is, and that then goes to show how much it would have worked for them. But I don't know if that works in terms of why they... I don't know. But I thought that'd be a more interesting thing than having her just get hit around the head with a stick. By you one also the have people. the other moment, though, of if, if they did try to disable the comms in the middle of the movie, John Cena doesn't want the comms to be disabled because he wants the ghost to destroy the hard drive later True. on in the film. So there's True. also there's a bit of problems with that. But he's dead at that point. So oh, I think I mean, a bit earlier on when he with the smart doctor dude because he's dead at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I would have thought there would have maybe been a moment where they would he because the what's her face the rat lady and the Marway dude they could have had a moment where they're like, do you know how to deactivate this? And then Rat Catcher can put it into a staff or something like that. And then who knows? There's a way to do it where John Cena isn't in that area at the time to then have it happen, and then later on, yeah. When she's like, oh, family and whatnot, or whatever the fucking... Every movie is about family. Like, self-made family. What did you make of the, rela- the relationship of Peacemaker, Peacemaker, and Bloodshot? Uh, it's annoying. Did, I, don't, I, I, really, don't like, I really enjoyed it. I don't like the two butting heads trope of two men well, who dick measuring. very... Yeah, I don't like that in movies. I don't find it that fun. It's it's just kind of weird. It's like, oh, if I had to suck a dick on every... On no, not that moment. I'm just... on the actual, like, kind of the, way, the scene where they're just kind of killing and they're trying to kill the... Make, make a better kill. I don't know. I didn't find that because I think in the back of my head I was like, "Oh, this dude's like surrendering." So, what's the? I think it was again my brain going, "What's the twist?" Oh, they're the good people. So my brain was just going, "Oh, they're just killing good people. They're not killing bad people for the sport of it." And then there's just the one scene where that dude's naked and it's just like, "Oh, okay, cool, whatever. That's weird. Why'd you put that in?" I suppose one. Also, there's tits. There are tits in this. One thing you probably didn't see coming was polka dots mum. No, I didn't expect that. <laughs> that was good. I liked that moment. <laughs> I actually liked I how they like... kind of kept doing it throughout as well. I just kind of made Starro. Yeah, I liked Starro as just a giant. I thought they were going to do more starfish mum, but no, they did just do mum. And it was just like, oh, no, that's good. And he just died straight after. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that coming as soon as it's like, well, oh, did. You saw, you saw the whole plot of this whole film. Well, no, it's, it's so obvious because it's like, oh, heroic sacrifice. And then it's just like, st- there's just that shot where it's like a moment too long. And then it's just boom. And I'm just like, yep. I mean, yeah, I but yeah, as soon as that moment has happened, as soon as that moment happened, I was like, oh, he's about to die, isn't he? <laughs> and then he's dead. Yeah, and I'm just like... But I didn't predict it like, really far on, though. No, no, no. It was no, like, well, only I'm... just before. But I think that's fine. No. If you're no, predicting no, no, it just yeah, before, I'm that's not, good. I'm not saying I think that's good writing, because otherwise, you'd be oh, like, yeah. oh, it just came out of nothing. But it's like, no, you, yeah. like, there was a little bit there. It's good at good directing there. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's bad to have predictable plot. I'm just saying it kind of annoyed me in this movie that I predicted so much of it. Because normally it's just like, I'll predict one thing and then it'll be that. But this movie, I kept going and going and digging. But I, I, we're not going to continue to talk about this because it's too much. What did you think um, about the emotional beats in the film? Because there was actually a surprising fair few emotional beats in the film. Um, so the whole part with um, King Shark, where he says he has no friends. That didn't really hit me that hard. I was, I was. Is it because like, you've oh. always had friends and never had no friends? <laughs> no, I don't have friends. <laughs> that was that didn't. That was it. Was just like, oh, I think it's just because Sylvester Stallone's voice is just like, oh, no friends, and I'm like, okay. I have no friends. Yeah, and I don't know what it is. I liked Ratcatcher. She had some good stuff. I think Taiko Atiti. Yeah, that one because I, I couldn't tell when it was in the flashbacks because they kind of lighted up his face a bit. Yeah, and so I couldn't tell. And then I think I was like, oh, okay. At the end, it's it's uh. Her dad's Taika Waititi, and I was like, "Oh, that's good." I would ex- I would expect Taika Waititi to be a drug addict. What about um, also uh, Rick Flagg's sacrifice, which I imagine you saw coming. Which to be fair, I did see coming once it was just two of them. I was thinking, "Yep, he's yeah, gonna die as soon there. As, Yeah. Um. 
I didn't care. You I didn't don't know care? why. No, I really didn't, and I don't. Maybe just because it's I mean just... the first one just tainted you so yeah, much. Yeah, the first. The f- also, he seems so different in this movie, and I'm just like, "Hi, oh, so upbeat and chipper," and I'm like, "Yeah, no, that's stupid. <laughs> Why would you be upbeat and chipper? You're like working for this horrible woman who just makes you go murder people for the sake of government espionage." And then he has a turn of heart, and I'm just like, "Oh, it's so obvious you're gonna die when you change your heart." And you're like, "Oh, I've put up with this shit for this long, and now I'm gonna have a change of heart." That's just like, ah, oh, I don't know why. Oh, I can never think just popped in my head what do you make about the actual hero or the antagonist the suicide squad actually leaving the ones who survived actually get get away i managed to amanda waller doesn't capture it by the end uh, uh, that's why my thing would be it would make more sense if she has the button i guess he's put the fail safe and if he dies it just releases yeah that's what he's and, done so he's like, he can't do it now yeah and i mean that's fine but i think it would have been i i still think if I I know it would have been a fuck. It would have been a, such a shock to everyone in the movie theater if they'd done it. But, but would it have made sense? It would for the character. But that's why I'm saying if you wanted to do it, you do that moment, but then you have it flash back to the doctor having made it so that the bombs don't work or anything. Yeah, but the thinker is a bad guy. He's not. He doesn't want to help the Suicide Squad. When at gunpoint, he would. That's what I mean. Because he would he would do it at gunpoint because he takes them all the way there with gunpoint. So I mean, why wouldn't he take? Actually, that's one moment that really... The whole thing in this film was a thinker character. I felt like they just... He just completely underutilized him. The whole point is a thinker. He's a genius. And I don't feel like he did anything genius-related in this film. No. What was, What's his powers? He just... Thinks... He's really clever. Unbelievably that's smart. It. Yes. But he's so smart, okay. he's able to predict things ahead in time. Yeah, no, they really They just didn't, didn't utilize that. I was actually hoping that Starro was going to be controlled by the Thinker. I was thinking the Thinker was going to be controlled by Starro, but then I was like, no, he doesn't have the little fish on his face. But well, one moment like he said he can control Starro, right? And I was thinking, oh, that's a good setup for the Thinker to be able to control Starro, and then the Thinker be the big bad of the film. But a good plot twist. Yeah. See, my thing was that he would have tried to take the rat catcher's staff and then twist it so that he could then utilize it for that. But there's that's not a thing. And I was like, well, how does she control the rats with the staff? And then why can he then use that power? Because he, he, he mentions it. He's like, oh, you have a staff that can control animals. I'm thinking of something the same. Why wouldn't he just take it and then twist yeah, it to make it I just felt like this. and then have that as the power and then have him as the big bad controlling star i guess because they wanted to make star its own thing rather than have it being oh this big like it's because it's the first justice league villain yeah like that's the and they're probably like well we need it to be this we're not we don't want it to be like hawkeye and avengers where we have this legacy character and we'll just have them be mind wash controlled and then they just act on behalf of someone else. When I was watching this, I felt like this is a more comic book movie. Not comic book accurate, just fit, this movie feels like watching a comic book. That, this whole, yeah, this whole film. Where they've got the bright colours, just over-extravagant plots, mm. overacting. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I'd agree with you on the bright colours and everything. I will say this movie is very nice to look at. Yeah, I think most, there's only one moment the CGI I noticed that, that took me out of it. Starro? No, not Starro. It was when they were coming out of the truck, when the truck was overturned, and you could tell it was a green screen when they were coming oh, out of it. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that moment, yeah. I thought that was the, that moment could have done a bit more with. I liked all the transitions between scenes. Yeah, my yeah, I was just gonna say something. Oh, it'll come back to me. Uh, like what about the acting? Yeah, Do you think everyone around. did a good job acting. This is my least. This is the least annoying Harley Quinn has been in a in a movie. And I thought is, this was more comic back accurate uh, of a character to an extent. 
where she's a bit more unhinged, a bit more unpredictable. I know you saw her killing the bloke. But that was just because I was just like... But are you well, thinking she's going to kill this... the bloke because she's Harley Quinn? And just no, to be unhinged I was, I was, and just like... Well, no, I was like, oh, why would she be in a relationship when she's married? And then it's just like, hmm... Well, she she just broke up with the Joker. She's just gone on a rampage about how she wants to be self-independent. And I was like, well, she probably wouldn't agree to get married. So she's either doing this to manipulate him. And then as soon as he starts talking and she's like, ah, I didn't see the reason why. Because I was like, oh, because she's had this self thing of if she ever sees red flags. that I was like, yeah. did you think Rick Flagg and her had a thing? Because I know they say they're friends, but I thought there's this weird No, I think they're just friends. Tone. I don't think... That's what I thought. But there's like this weird like couple of looks and I'm just like, okay, why would she be upset? And I guess that she's, I get that he's his friend and I guess they've done a bunch of missions together at this point with um, Boomerang. And I'm just like, okay. I'm actually surprised there's not really a romance plot in this film. Well, there is. Apart from the Harley Quinn scene, there's just, not really. Yeah. So I, I would thought. What do you think of Pretty Boy? Wait, is go- he a good villain until he gets murdered and just instantly? <laughs> and like... then the general. <laughs> well, at no point did I think he'd be the main villain. I thought it'd just be like a kind of goon. I honestly forgot about him until they just do this whole big introduction of him again, and I was just like, who the fuck are you? Because they introduce him in like one scene. I think that's the point. It's just this guy who's just in charge, and it's just kind of irrelevant because he just dies straight away. Yeah. I do like and the then... way Harley Quinn killed him, though. He's just kind of talking, yeah. just <laughs> straight blank shoots him. And then she goes, oh, I'm surprised this had a bullet in it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that would be surprising. <laughs> See, I did find this movie funny, but the thing is, in the theatre, no one laughed. In my, in my theatre, Hooper laughed. I don't think this movie is that funny, to be honest. I think it's good, but uh, honestly, the atmosphere in my cinema was just dead. I, I, I suppose I, that's I was... the whole thing, is if you have a dead cinema atmosphere, it just kind of ruins a film. Yeah. Whereas I, mean, I, have, I, think... I suppose I quite a good atmosphere in mine. But I don't think this movie has that bigger laugh do you know what movie. i actually prefer movies like this i don't make you laugh out loud because i feel like if you laugh out loud it takes you out of the experience a little bit depends on the movie if it's like a marvel one and they actually like the whole cinema's laughing it's a good moment to be a it's a good of. atmosphere but i still feel like it takes things away from the movie but just adds to the atmosphere whereas if you're watching it on your own with no atmosphere then it would take you away mm, i'd agree uh what else what, what, what do you think of the action? Were there any big action scenes that you enjoyed the most? I like the bullet. I, admit... I like the bullet <laughs> swallowing the other bullet. I, I did kind of see it coming. Oh, they set that up because it's like, oh, how'd you do it? And it's like, oh, small bullets. And he's like, ah, yeah, well, that's stupid. And then he goes. <laughs> and I was just, because it's, it's I, I don't know why, but I've started to pick. I think that movie was, it sets up a lot of stuff early on if you pick up on it. And I think I was so hyper-focused on picking up stuff that then it, yeah you kind of just didn't let it happen you thought like like, oh this is going to pay off instead of when it did pay off thinking back which is the best better way to enjoy it well not even in that i was just like it just it probably just went into my head i went oh why are they saying it like that because they kind of pause for a moment and i'm like oh why are they saying it like that and it just sits in the back of my head and then as soon as he pulls out a gun you're just overthinking this whole film yeah i didn't even try to i just think i don't know it's a very long film as well like two hours and 20 minutes 120 132 minutes did it feel um, like that long for you did it feel shorter did it feel longer it kind of dragged at the end and i don't know i think it's just because it's like oh we're we're doing this heist and then we're switching to the other person's heist and then it's all going to coalesce together at the same point and i think it would have been better i know it I think it would have been better if you'd had them back to back rather than doing it John Cena's one, then Blood Sports one. I think it would have worked better if you were yeah, switching yeah. between and it's then like I said it before, where... yeah. So I think I made the same similar complaint about the first Suicide Squad film. Well, yeah, because it, it just kind of at the it's end to have it's everything like... happen at the same time, so that it's not so yeah. predictable. Otherwise, you're kind of like, yeah, if you wait because... eight minutes, it's kind of kind of predictable. <laughs> yeah, 
Because it's like, oh, here's all of this moment. And then it's, oh, look, eight minutes earlier, here's all of Bloodsport's moment. And then it's like, oh, the building's falling down. Do, do, do. Oh. How does he fucking... Because he doesn't have superpowers, right? He's just a man. Well, no, but you're, break, like you're breaking suit. forward. Every time you drop a story, you're only dropping one story at a time. Yeah, but it still would fucking hurt. <laughs> one story isn't that much. But yeah, you've got the, the right full posture. The one thing I think is, I will say is stupid about this movie is when Starro releases all of his starfish, I was expecting at least one of them to get starfished. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ratcatcher Rat puts on her mask and then shouts, oh, cover your face. Harley Quinn doesn't have a mask. She no, just but she doesn't have of... a javelin. No, but she doesn't even use it. She's just covering her face with her arm. And yet they don't managed to stuck on uh bloodsport's broken guns. his mark yeah but he's broken his mask yeah, as well got, so he, he, he so i mean yeah he's got a lot of guns um shark boy just doesn't get yeah just, they, they can't grasp they just face. they but then the little as soon as i saw the little cute things i was like they're gonna kill him yeah I that, that was that the too. moment i was like no don't kill him as soon as he was yeah. like drowning in his own blood i was like he's dead he's dead but nope uh, it was back he's, alive he's still... <laughs> and he fell from the building yep. i was like oh he's dead Oh, he's not and dead. Then the building cr- and then the building crushes him, and then, oh, it's still alive. And then it's just, he gets thrown through a building, and you're like, oh, he's dead. And then he's just back again. It's like, oh, okay. Continuously getting okay. shot. Oh, he's still alive. <laughs> he doesn't <Yeah>. die. <laughs> he got flung into a building. Oh, no, he's still alive. What do you think of um, Blood Sports? Okay, I will say this. I like Idris Elba a hell of a lot more than I like Will Smith, but this movie is entirely built around Will Smith's character, Dead Shot, because it is, it is the, literally the same thing. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I made Idris this point somewhere to somebody. I was like, yeah, yeah. these are the two of the same characters. Because he's got a daughter. Although, who... the one moment I didn't see coming was that FU moment. Uh, all I was thinking was that meme with the two gamers on either side. The which moment? Oh, no. Uh, it was like him and his daughter just keep saying FU to each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was that like was that a good meme moment. I enjoyed that. Where he was saying FU! Fuck you. Because she stole a phone and then he's just pissed that she got caught. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I liked that moment. That moment was good. I didn't see that moment coming. But I feel like Idris yeah. Elba played, the, played a better role though. Yeah, he's actually... I think he has a lot of charisma that I think Will Smith's lost over the years. Yeah. Will Smith used to be this charismatic actor and then he's just kind of phoning in a lot of his roles at this point. And I'm like, eh, it seems, eh. Also, I didn't like his daughter in the first Suicide Squad. I actually kind of like this daughter. She actually had attitude, and I was just like, oh, yeah, this is good. It's a good relationship. Yeah, bad relationship. But then at the end, she gets to go, oh, that's my dad, and have that moment where she's there's, there's proud a payoff. of him. There's, there's, there's a payoff in the film. I thought that was dumb. I was like, oh. Yeah, but it's would... a payoff, you know? It's been to have I know, it's a, pay- it's a payoff. I pay know off you don't like works. emotion in films because you're a robot. No, I love emotion. I cried at Iron Man's death. That's emotional. <laughs> that's tw- that's eight years worth of no, that's ten years worth of build up to a moment. I just I was just kind of like, uh, I feel like this movie takes a lot of close, like safe routes with it. Like it's outgoing and outlandish, but it does take the safer route in terms of what you'd expect it to. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Simple plots, simple premises, really good. I liked the premise of they're going in to get the. The drive. Going, Instead of going to well, go kill a big thing. It makes more sense of a Suicide Squad mission to do that. I just wish they hadn't fucking revealed Starro in the trailers. Because it would have been so much better as a reveal to have this giant starfish Yeah, but it would have been pretty obvious right from the beginning. As soon as they say Project Starfish, you're like, oh, it's Starro. Yeah, but you could change the name of the fucking folder. Just have it like Project Under Outer Space or something. And then people who know. Or something like that. Just have it something Project, Project Star. Conqueror. Just have it Project Star. You don't need to do Starro or Starfish. Just have it Project Star because it came from outer space. And then yeah, people but, who actually... Maybe James Gum just thought it built up height. Also, I think Starro died pretty quickly, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't doubt that. I thought it was just like, oh, wow. Okay. I was a bit disappointed with the mindless army that just doesn't 
do anything. Well, they do try to kill just, Bloodshot. Yeah, but I mean, they just kind of, and then they just he grabs him, and then he just breaks out, and he's like, oh, and then he goes and tackles what's her face. Yeah, by that moment, there wasn't a lot of time left in the film, I suppose. I know, I There's know. There's a lot of things happening like, in this film. And I don't think yes. a lot of it could be cut, to be honest with you. No. It was already over two hours, and I'm just like, okay. But I think... Yeah, maybe oh, you could do an extra 15, like, 10, 15 minutes just I to flesh out the battle. I wouldn't movie being longer. Honestly, if it added a lot more... Vi- if it added a lot more, like, stuff at the end... Because the end feels kind of rushed. Yeah, like, it kind of just all this set up. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. it could have, you know, maybe a bit longer. And then it... Like I said, it could have ended earlier if you just hit the button and then they all died and that's how the movie <laughs> ended. That would have been fucking great. Everyone would, would have hated that. that ending. No, but you would be like, that's such a stupid, annoying ending, but it works so well for a Suicide Squad if the whole thing is... I was half I expecting only... everyone to die. That's what I was expecting. I mean, on a Suicide Squad, you want everyone to die. That's 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 what annoys me with this movie is that the ones who you know aren't going to die are the big... like I They kill a lot of big name actors right at the beginning if they'd spread that out if they'd had both those teams working together and then they would just have them die in more and more ways i think that would have been better than just killing the first squad at the beginning i think it's just james gunn though just like what if half of them die right at the beginning i know but that's just the, i know it's i know it would make the movie a lot longer and you'd bog it down with deaths and moments and but it would be so much more unpredictable because yeah, yeah, but then the, the problem with this movie dies. is the, the problem with this movie is like i said it starts with the first team getting wiped out. So you're like, okay, those people are dead. Rick Flag's alive. Harley Quinn's alive. Harley Quinn gets the javelin, and then it's a plot point. And I was like, as soon as I remembered Starro was in it, I was like, that javelin's going through his eye. I, honestly, this film would have been so much more enjoyable if you just didn't think. <laughs> I tried. I really <laughs> tried. Because I don't think in movies. I just sit there and absorb. That's well, not all this I one. do in movies. This one, you were just there the... thinking everything. And I wasn't trying. I just... It's just in the back of my head, that stupid trailer was playing. I was just like, okay, how did we get to this moment? And I never do that. I have watched trailers. I watched the Endgame trailer a billion times. And I know they only showed like 10 minutes of the movie. But even then, my brain forgot what was in the trailer. And it was just like, I am sitting here watching that movie. Maybe you just weren't hyped enough for this film. I mean, I got kind of hyped towards its release. Because I was, I think if you listen back to our podcast, you can hear my disdain for it at the beginning. And then it kind of gets more and more like, okay, this movie looks good. People are saying it's good. I'm hearing stuff. I'm listening. It's good. It's getting there. And then it slowly starts building up. And then as I was walking in there, I was like, yeah, it's good. It's good. And then as soon as I sat down, I was just like, why is my brain still on? Why is this happening? <laughs> to be fair, my brain started like that. And I was like, no, I will forget about everything. I will enjoy this film. I refuse to let my brain do this. Because that's t- ruined of... so many films for me in the past. Yeah. I don't hate this movie. Let me just keep saying this. I don't hate this movie. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, what do you think of Amanda Waller's little side group of people? I like the betting bit at the beginning. I, at first, I didn't like it. I was like, actually, no, I kind of do like this. <laughs> I thought it was very cheesy at the beginning with the betting. And I was just like, I like the moments where they will go out round and then they're handing out the money. Yeah, they're, like, they're kind of like dishing it out. I was like, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, now it's good. <laughs> I do think they don't do anything. And then the rat, because the, it's such a weird thing, because at the end, when they, you do the uh, spoiler end credit scene, uh, it's like the two other ones, the blonde and the bearded guy. Yeah. And it's not the woman who whacked her around the face with a stick. So either that woman's dead. Because <laughs> Probably she is. Hit let's who's, who's doing the Peacemaker series? Is it still James Gunn? I think so. I think he's he's working on it, or he's like executive. Well, I think he finished it. it. He finished filming it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's finished. It's probably coming out sometime. See, I don't it's know. It's written by James Gunn. That's what it is. It's written, not 
but it's not directed by him, I don't think. No, I don't think so. But I can't imagine I can't figure out who directs it. Yeah. So the thing is, I don't really like that character enough. I'm like, oh, who gives a shit? It's like, oh, guy who loves. I really hated him when he killed Rick Black because I I actually like Rick Black, and I know you didn't, but I did. I liked him more in this movie than I did in the other one, but I couldn't give a shit if he died. It's just like, oh. Also, why doesn't he have the bomb detonator anymore? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe just everything like, is. Well, no, it's just because in the first one, he gets the bomb detonator so he can blow up the bad guy's head. But now they're surveying them from a distance and they have like... How do they keep getting the camera angles? Are they just following them with a drone or something that's just a hovering above shot? Because it's like, oh, we can see you at every corner and every motion. And it's just like, how? And I wanted answers. I wanted to know. Because <laughs> it's just like, oh, the reason why Rick Flag is... Because otherwise, why do you need Rick Flag? I guess leader? to push them. Like, yeah, but... He's there to lead the that's team. What she was training, that was what she was training Bloodsport to be. Well, no, but like, Rick Flag was leading team A. Bloodsport was leading Team B. Yeah, but why would you need him if you know you're sending them in to die? You don't. She didn't know she was sending teammates in to she die. She knew. I'm pretty sure she knew. Because why would she have? She thought she they might be sending to die, or maybe she just thought either of them could die, and I need a backup. Mm, I still reckon she knew, because she knew about Bloodsport's daughter. Which I, what do you think about that? Because she's like, oh, send your daughter to a prison, and then she'll go on Suicide Squad missions. And I'm like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, no I think sense. it's What's I think it's very dark. Do? Yeah, but what the fuck's the daughter gonna do? She don't have superpowers. I think it's just more oh, about is... threatening. It's like she yeah, will go to Suicide Squad mission if you do not do this. Yeah. I like, I love, I love that dude's fucking outfit and his uh, guns. I love his little attachments. Yeah, yeah, so cool. Like, I just you know, take anything off his suit and then make a gun out of it. Make armor. I'm a bit sad that he lost all of his stuff though, and then he doesn't have anything because he used it all. And I'm just like, oh, that's a bit of a. Downside. I think he lost it all. He didn't use it. All. He just lost it. Well, yeah, yeah. Damn it. Well, it all gets knocked off, and yeah, that's great. It's a great character, yeah. though. I want to yeah, see him again. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but the only thing I didn't find great was his little fight scene with all the starfish people, because it was just like, oh, this boom, boom, and then they just whack it out of his hand, and then he goes, oh, flamethrower, and then it's just like, oh, okay, you're just burning through all your stuff just because, like, I like his fight with the king shark. That was a sick thing. Oh yeah, I just... didn't. Expect it to be the last that long. It's like, oh my god, what's happening here? Because <laughs> he just basically, basically, rat catches asleep. Shark boy comes up, tries to eat her, and then he just whicks out his, I think, sound gun because it doesn't impact him. No, it does. It, doesn't, like, it shoots him. I'm pretty sure it's like a bullet, like just shoots him. I don't think it's a bullet, is it? I think it's just air. I think it's like I think it's. Well, I think it's a force or something. It's it like a be. force. I don't think because I don't see. I know he's bulletproof at least because, but because he, he doesn't take any damage. But I think it's a force. I think he's just forcing it because I. I think I don't think he wants to kill it because in case Madden Waller goes, why are you killing it? Because he's your heavy muscle. So I think in the back of his mind, he's trying not to kill it so that if a Madden Waller does come. Well, so I think he's just trying to. Yeah, I don't know. But what do you make of? Think about the scene. What do you make of uh, Bloodsport's fear of rats? It's. It's fine. And I knew at the end he's going to get the moment where he touches the rat because they set it up. They do set it up, yeah. It's it's still a nice moment, though. It's all right. It's got heart. It's fine. You just don't care about emotion. You just don't care about these characters enough to care about the emotion. No, I like Bloodsport. I'm just like, this is so obviously trying... No, I I like that rat. I really like that rat. That rat with the little jumper, that rat's sick. <laughs> that rat's waving. my favorite rat. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. I like the moments where the little rat waves and the people go, why the fuck's that rat waving at me? And then they just go, I don't know, because it, it wants to say hello, maybe. I don't know. I'm actually surprised like... by how well John Cena played Peacemaker. Oh, I think it's just John Cena. Well, no, but everything else he's acted in, he's like really wooden, but uh, this one... 
he actually felt like the perfect role well, yeah, for it. Yeah, it's John Cena. Yeah. Also, <laughs> it's John Cena, an asshole. Actually, no, he's a very nice person. He goes to he's. I think he's the person who does the most Make a Wish. Uh, yeah, he's very genuine, and a lot of films will just yeah. go in for free. Yeah. He's just like, oh yeah, I go, I go in a free film like, for like a fan or something. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, a nice I guy. But... Yeah, I yeah. thought um the very piece, the whole Peacemaker character is actually written very well, even towards the portrayal right at the end. I know it's predictable. There's two ways of looking at it. It's predictable or actually well written for well, the character. Yeah, it's well written but yeah. predictable. Yeah. And I mean that's that's not having a predictable movie is not a bad thing. It's hard to have it not predictable but also well written. That's a very hard thing yes. to do. Yes. And there's sometimes where people don't like the twist because they want the predictable thing. Yes. That's the right that's the last Jedi where they want the predictable thing because they want comfort and then when you take away the comfortable thing, people go mad. And they don't well, it's like more of it. like if you just have a twist that has no lead up to it, it's like, why has this happened? You've just made this happen for no reason. Yes. There's no lead up to this. There's ways of doing it and there's ways of doing it badly. Whether or not it's subjective, that's the problem. But a lot of the time, people don't know what they want and they just want what they want as well. I think it's this film is predictable, confusing. but not overly predictable. Mm. Like, you know how, you know probably which characters are going to die, but you don't know how they're going to die. Yes. Like from, from that, right from the get-go, I mean, it's like a couple moments before that happens, and yes, you can see it happening. You know, pe- yeah, you know people are going to die, and then you can sort of, if you've been paying enough attention, figure it out how they're going to die. I imagine, I didn't, ex- I, I was kind of expecting Polka Dot to maybe get Polka Dotted. Well, just to explode right. in Polka Dots. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting because they, they did sort of lead up to it, but I think that that was that was mainly just to explain how the polka dots happen, where he gets involved, yeah, and then to lead because, up the mum joke as well. Yes, I thought that was. A, I don't know if I. I it's such a weird thing because I I can't remember if they blacked up the woman to make Idris Elba. That's the only thing that because when they do the moment where it's all of them standing around and there's <laughs> King Shark and the mum, I don't I can't remember if they blacked up the woman. I think they, they did. Cut. I don't remember. Because it was such a quick cutaway. And in the back of my mind, because I saw all the white people, and I was like, did they black him up or black her up so that they could I think they did. do this gag? I think they did. wrong, but I'm pretty I'm sure, sure they did. I'm sure they did. I'd have to watch it again to determine whether or not they did. I think that's, my, was, favorite, was, that's my favorite part of the whole film, but just oh, everything with his mum. to keep appearing. Mm. I wish she got a bit of back... Because I know she's a mad scientist who wants super children, and then he has like a bunch of siblings who died or didn't die. I found it weird that he went, oh, I'm a superhero. Well, it's because he wants to be a superhero. Uh, his mum wants him to be a superhero, but then he kind of turned to supervillain. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Oh, I'm a superhero. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, as soon as he said that, I'm like, yeah, you're dead, mate. You're dead. You're not a superhero. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the big base? The whole big base thing? Like, how they get in, how they, they have to blow it up. Once again, it's so just... Everything with the thinker just annoys me. <laughs> it just yeah, feels so underutilized. The... There's no betrayal in him. He's just a prop plot point yeah and they kind of do the entertaining scene on the roof in the trailer again yeah i i didn't find that very good to be honest in that no because i was just like what 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 is this it's oh it's just so the characters can talk and that was the moment i i kind of didn't like harley quinn again because i was just like oh shut up i talk on the roof yeah i didn't find that funny and i was just like oh just shut up because a lot of her dialogue I find good. It's but just it was that, just that moment. moment. Yeah, it's just where she's... It's just running your wheels for no reason. And it's, it's not, not like... It's not kind of Harley Quinn is, though. She's like, Harley Quinn is an annoying character. Yeah, I don't know why. But it's... Because they're annoying, like, in terms of, like, actual progression of a character. Like, where she's talking about how she wants to... She, she doesn't want red flags in a relationship. So she's just spilling her wheels and just talking shit about that. That's, like, character dialogue that actually works in terms of spilling your wheels. 
just having her spill her wheels to the thinker for no real reason and then just kind of I don't know. I'm sure it's character worthy, but I don't think it's entertaining enough. Yeah, maybe. I I still think this portrayal is significantly better than both the last two properties. Oh yeah. DC really needs to just let directors do what they want and not cut into their work. I feel like they would get James Gunn another film. I don't think he wants another Suicide Squad. They offered they offered him Superman when he first came in. And he didn't do he didn't want to do it. It was like now nah, I want to do a suicide squad. Because yeah. he wanted to have all of these B list characters just die. Characters that he could make people like. Yeah. Same as it with Guardians. He likes those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he could make Superman very well, but I'm I sure mean, he would do another he does... DC film after Guardians. Well he's already said that he is or will do. Because uh I think uh, in an interview he's already said that he'd come out and do another one. I think uh, if he did I... do another suicide squad, it would have none of the same characters. Maybe Harley Quinn. Yeah, I'm sure Harley Quinn, and then he'd kill her because it'd be a third movie. Yeah, and yeah. And Harley Quinn's got enough properties gotta... now. We've got TV shows still going on, which I still think's better. If I'm honest, it is better. It is a better portrayal, and I like that character more. Um, yeah. What else is there to talk about? I don't. I don't think there's much else to be honest. I thought like we've covered. It's a very simplistic plot. That's the thing. But I think that's good. Kinda... That works well. well that's... Oh yeah, because because the the good thing about a simplistic plot is it gives you more character room. Yeah, if especially you when you've got like over... a, a lot of a massive ensemble character. Yeah, and there's no build up towards it. You have to have that character yeah. development. And if you do an overly complicated plot with a load of character stuff, it goes on and on and on. It's like a Zack Snyder film, Four <laughs> Hour Justice League, where you're trying to cram both in, and you're trying to make an overly complicated plot, and then you. I still to make stand by over... that film does need to be a long film to do everything it's trying to do. And I know it goes on and on, but I do feel like the Justice League does need to be a like three hour. You can hour. cut an hour out of that. Yes, movie. but I still say need... it needs to be at least three hours. Yeah, I'm not saying the three because hours of movies you aren't. need that character development. <laughs> Endgame is three hours long, and that's fine. Yeah, four I'm hours is long. Four hours is pointless, especially when you can cut out, and they only did it because they wanted to just do everything he'd film. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. oh, every shot of a tree blowing in the wind. Every shot of a man's face looking at a different angle. Oh, we'll use all of that. I'm it's dumb. Uh, I think that's everything I have to say, really. Yeah. Overall, very enjoyable movie. I'd give it a 7 out of 10. I, I would go 9. I enjoyed it that much. I want to watch it again straight away. I will watch it again, definitely. Um, But I don't know if I'll watch it again in cinemas. How would you compare it to the rest of DCEU films? I still think I like Wonder Woman more. <laughs> I don't um, know why everyone likes Wonder Woman so much. <laughs> I don't get it. One... Wonder Woman, I think, is a good because it. See, I like Wonder Woman up until the third act, and then the third act just falls apart. But I think it's got such a good first and second act that it it holds up well enough. And the third act isn't atrocious, uh, that it just ruins the movie because it's like, oh, I wish it kind of ended without having a big CGI fight with a dude, and it kind of ended at, oh yeah, war is just a thing that people do, and she can't fight it. And that's why she loses faith in humanity? That would have been a better way to set it up rather than, oh, yeah, she wins the fight and everyone stops fighting the war because that, yeah. that's how that movie ends. And I'm just like, ah, oh, that's dumb. Um, okay, how, how many think... times better is this one compared to the original? Well, considering I have the original at like a negative 100, this is 107 better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you it's 107 it better. It is a fantastic uh, film. Yes. It it's very enjoyable. I just don't watch the trailers or or overthink it. 
and you'll be fine. <laughs> Funny enough, it's not actually made that much money so far. It's only made six point seven million dollars. It's only been out for a couple of days, I and it's not even out in yeah. America yet. That's very true. But I don't think it'll do very well. Also, America, it is right. releasing simultaneously on HBO Max, so yeah, you can just watch I don't it think on that. Do too well, but also it's R, it's uh fifteen plus or R rated in America, and that always limits box office because you can't have the children go towards it and you can't get families going and true stuff like but that. i do think this film has benefited from an r rating yes it it definitely is better than the first one where it's the violence is toned down considerably i want dc to continue with this just keep with r-rated films well i'm happy if they do it i don't i don't mind i mean don't we do an r-rated like, superman because that's stupid i know you're an r-rated one woman because that's also stupid unless well, you're doing like to Dark be honest, Superman. though, you can do a you can do an R-rated Wonder Woman because she, in the uh, comic she is like a warrior and she does have a tendency to like just murder people because she's a warrior and she has that killer instinct. So you don't have to make it like she's she's doing it because they. I don't think Wonder Wonder Brothers would ever do an R-rated Wonder Woman because so many kids would come to Wonder Woman. Well, considering she blew up that man with her bracelets, I'm sure every woman looks up to her as much as that little girl did when she blew up that man in the building. <laughs> if that was R-rated. <laughs> yeah, but you can do an R-rated Wonder Woman. You could do it. Sec- I don't think it's going to have, have her a sex scene. That's how you get it R-rated. That wouldn't Just be R-rated. That's, that's more pool. than R-rated. That's, that's the one above. Of course, of course it is in America. 17 Yeah. N-C-17, whatever it is. Put a put full Chris Pine peen on screen. There we go. <laughs> don't bring Chris Pine back for another bloody Wonder Woman. Don't have him inhabit another dude's body and then have her fuck that dude's body, even though she knows Chris Pine isn't Chris Pine in that body, and she's just raping a dude's body, and then she's meant to be a female empowerment superhero. Yeah, I mean, I'm still yet to watch that, but yeah, don't really want to. It's not a good movie. I think I'm just going to stick with this one. This is my favorite DCEU film. I am... I actually smiled pro- drawing this one. Unless I have a smile drawing. It is the lo- it has been a long time since I've enjoyed a DC film. Aquaman's like, I didn't terrible. Enjoy it. I don't know how it's a billion. Aqu- Aquaman is terrible, but for some odd reason it's a billion dollar movie. Shazam's Joker right. is terrible. It's not terrible. it's bad, but it's not atrocious. I don't I don't I like Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal. I don't like the plot. Um because it's stupid and that I don't think the Joker needs an origin. Um No, no it doesn't. The um, point of the Joker is that you don't know the origin. Yeah. Um, also, it's not a good origin. <laughs> uh, I think what was the what's the Zack Snyder's Justice League is fine. It is an improvement over the Justice League that we got, but it is still too long and can have so much cut out of it, and it can still be better. And I think if it was only three hours, it'd be a hell of a lot better movie than it is four hours. Um, what else has there been? Shazam's good. I enjoyed Shazam. I think Shazam is the last one I enjoyed. I thought Shazam was alright. I, I didn't think it was... I, I liked Shazam right. because it was dumb, and I could turn my brain off, and it was just enjoyable. And you didn't overthink it. And I didn't overthink it, and <laughs> I couldn't predict it. And I had so much fun because of how shit it was. Yeah, bad movies and, can and sometimes it, be good. Yeah, because the whole touch my staff, touch my staff, <laughs> little boy. I'm an old man. Touch my staff. It's dumb, and I love it. It's the stupidest movie in the world. And I thought the ending was trash because I didn't like his family getting the superpowers. And I was just like, oh, that's boring. I wonder if uh, the Flash would be alright. I doubt it. No. They're not going to make the Flash R-rated. I don't think I'm going to enjoy that movie. 
Because I haven't no, watched. No, never mind. Because it's 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 drawing so much on the st- nostalgia of Michael Keaton. Yeah. Because yeah. that's and I I don't think he's gonna be in it that much. And I think also Ben Affleck's Batman's in it, and I just don't care about either one of those. I I don't I don't think Michael Keaton's Batman's bad. I just haven't watched them, so I have nostalgia no nostalgia for it. So at, when I see it, I'm just gonna be very skeptical of it. And if unless Michael Keaton's really good in it and actually makes me care about that character, I'm not gonna care because it's just they'll. I imagine DC will rely so heavily on the fact that it's nostalgic and you remember it. Yeah. Do you remember it? Do you remember Batman from the 90s or whenever it is? 80s? I'm just thinking the last three DCEU films have all been narrated. Mm. So maybe they will continue it. Maybe. maybe. I hope I hope the Batman is. I hope Robert The Batman Pattinson's needs Batman. to be narrated. That film it... will benefit from it so much. Oh yeah, I hope it is. I re- uh, That's the one I'm looking forward to the most. That's the one I still have the most interest in. Out of all the DC stuff that they've announced, all the DC stuff that they cancelled, all the stuff that is yet to still come out, that is the one I'm looking forward to the most. I will agree. But that film, is if Rob- that film is R-rated, that will be fantastic. And I don't even care that it's Robert Pattinson. I really think he... I was- actually think he might be a good job. It might yeah, be a good job. I think he might... Like, he's- it looks decent. As, like, I know a lot of people were sceptical, but the first trailer, like... Him just beating my- up a guy? Repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> As long as Batman doesn't kill, you can beat as him long, up yeah. as long as much as they want, but do not he kill. You can put them into death save death rolls or death saving throws where they have three chances to live, <laughs> or six chances technically if you want to do it technically, because you get three chances, three good ones, three bad ones. So you have six chances to live or die. Um, but yeah, you can put them in a hospital, make them hooked up to an ICU bed, break all their legs, break all their bones, but you snap do not kill. <laughs> you don't kill. You leave them as a potato. Yes, that is fine. I will be happy with that. Yeah. And as long as he snaps the Riddler's neck with his own cane, I'll be happy. <laughs> don't kill him. Just, don't, just don't kill The Riddler won't die, but he'll still snap his neck. Because the Riddle will have a riddle in his neck going, Haha, riddle me this, Batman. How the fuck am I still alive? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes. I, I think that that's it for our has, view. Yeah, and a couple of the other DC properties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Overall, we did enjoy it. Uh, is it better than you I expected have... initially anyway no it's about what I expected well initially like months ago oh it's better than what I thought months ago but as the trailers sort of kept coming out I was like okay this is going to be entertaining and it was I'm still questioning but yeah it's entertaining and not as annoying as the first one no no it's not but yeah uh, and we will see what DC has to bring out next yes uh, uh, check us out we've next... got a bunch of Marvel stuff we do but check us out next week for our Game of Thrones quizzes. Yes, watch one man who's never watched Game of Thrones try and figure out Game of Thrones. Very entertaining. I thought so. But then again, I don't know Game of Thrones, so this could piss off a lot of Game of Thrones fans. <laughs> <laughs> also owned by Warner Brothers. So, ta-da. Very true, very true. All right, see you next week. Our tenuous link. Bye.